Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. I'm Caleb. We've got Adam and Rhiannon with us. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm not feeling the best, so does my voice sound very, like, not good? You guys are feeling better than I was the last time we talked, so... Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. No, I asked my wife today, I was like, do you like it when my voice is lower when I'm sick like this? And she just looked at me like, it doesn't sound like what you think it sounds like. (laughs) Oh, now, Adam, earlier while we were setting up, he said something, and I was like, okay, now that, well, I mean, like, first he sounded like he was in the bottom of the cavern, and then it was like, oh, Adam just had, like, deep, deep something voice, but you're both sick. That makes sense. That's it, man. All that mucus. All yeah. that mucus. We are back. I know some of you missed us greatly. Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, I feel like we picked the right time to come back, though, because there's been no news for, like four weeks and then there's been like three major stories in the last 36 hours so like we picked the right 15 minutes to come back yes if we had started a half hour ago it just wouldn't have been the same so what rhiannon's talking about is we just found out that scott derrickson is leaving dr strange 2 thoughts well first thought that came to mind was uh they were very close to start production, right? At least uh, yeah. uh, in May. And they say it's not going to be postponed or delayed at all. So we'll see uh, if that stands true, I guess. I think the last time we had one quite like this was uh, Ant-Man. I think Edgar Wright finally dropped out about this distance from when they started filming and they had to find Peyton Reed to fill in. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're going to the person that... Uh, was second in line, the one that they wanted to offer them. I have no idea who could take the job. Um, I haven't given it much thought. I know a lot of people are saying Mike Flanagan. Um, I don't know. It's scary close to, I don't know, I guess. What are the creative differences? Was he hoping to make it, I would guess he was making, trying to make it more scarier than they wanted? Is that what you two are reading? Or assuming? I feel like Scott Derrickson knows Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, that seems like an odd thing to just be figuring out right now. Unless they're at right. the point where they have renderings or, you know, sketches and stuff and he's, and they're just not liking them. You know, they've got storyboards out and they're, they're, they're figuring out what the VFX and everything is going to be. And that's not working the way they wanted. I've actually had a bad premonition about this for about a month now. I don't know if you guys noticed over the holidays, but um, Feige did an interview with the New York Film Institute or New York Film School or something like that. And they asked him about this movie and that it would be a horror movie. And Feige immediately backtracked and he goes, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's yeah. a big, broad movie that happens to have some horror sequences. Yeah. And the moment he said that, I'm like, is that him fighting with Derrickson through the media about what this movie's going to be like? And like within a week of that, one way or the other, Derrickson had posted on Twitter about Ryan Johnson. And he said, yeah, I really love Ryan Johnson. I'm going through this really hard personal thing right now. And I've been talking to Ryan, and he's just been a really great friend. And I was like, oh, no, that's not good. And then he wanted to uh, 
It looked like he wanted to uh, postpone the release date a little bit with his most recent. Wonder if that was kind of the straw that broke it all. Well, he did. Didn't he post something about forced release dates or the worst thing that happens in Hollywood or something? Studio mandated release dates or something. But he doesn't care for him as it turns out. Well, and when Cargill got canned off the project, it always it always felt a little bit like when an NFL team fires their offensive coordinator. Doesn't mean that the coach is going to be fired, but it's not a good sign. Right. Especially when they're buddies. Uh, football. <laughs> that was my uh, reaction in about week eight when I realized the Cardinals weren't going to go anywhere. So I'm way past that stage. Oh, that's the best part about being a Lions fan is you just live in the perpetual depression. <laughs> you start the season like that. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. I'm bummed out about this because I just really love Scott Derrickson. I think I've said on here, I, I'm he's like my favorite person to follow on Twitter. I think he's insightful and interesting. Um, I really love the ways that he took Doctor Strange. And so this is really sad to me because I was very hopeful for this. And I was trying to think, is it Ant-Man the last time that we had a director switch like this on a movie? Do we go through all of phase three without this happening? With the exception of Guardians. Yeah, I was about to say. Guardians, they just put on hold until... Uh, Who is the new... Who replaced Cargill on Doctor Strange? uh, What's her name? Jade Bartlett? Is that the right name? Does she have directing experience? Is there a potential that she just moves into the director role? Because that would be an interesting... And, I mean, here I am not Googling it. But that would be an interesting... Um, I mean, because you try to think, so like if they were going to delay it, you know, and go out and get a another horror, get somebody to come in that that yeah. does really good with um, horror. So Adam is James Wan currently tied up with a DC project? Two of them. Okay. At the moment he's uh, he I don't know if is he attached to Aquaman too. I guess I just assumed he's attached to Aquaman 2, and then uh, he is producing. He's not writing or uh, directing, but he is producing a, a Trench spinoff. Um, I mean, that would be a fantastic choice. I, I think I said before, I kind of envisioned almost like the Atlantis-type visuals for Doctor Strange anyways. It was. I mean, we did get killer visuals and, and bendy buildings and stuff, but the color still wasn't there, I guess. Um, so that, I mean, that would be an incredible hire right there. I don't think it'll, um, happen. I would guess Derrickson would probably get a DC movie first, um, unless he does that horror movie he wants him and Cargill had planned, um, which is totally, uh, a possibility. Um, Bartlett has, doesn't even really have any big, big screenwriting credits. Um, she was on the blacklist in 2016. It does make me wonder if they'll talk to the WandaVision or WandaVision uh, showrunner and just promote them up. I mean, if these movies really are connected, it would kind of take them away from doing the post stuff on WandaVision, but, you know. Right. This is kind of a peculiar... You would think they went part ways unless they, they did have it figured out at this point, right? Because WandaVision's what, at least half in the can by now, if not almost all done? If this were the first movie for a director coming in, you know, like Edgar Wright, that was his, you know, 
he was creating Ant-Man. They were creating the vision and the world and all of that. But on the second movie, Car- I mean, um, Derrickson knew what he was getting into. He mm. knew, you know, the tone Marvel wanted and the constraints and had plenty of time to talk about all this. This is just so suspicious mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. At this stage. I, I do wonder if the film has changed as far as what Marvel wants it to be. I think it's possible it started out as just a Doctor Strange sequel. And before he knew it, it was a Doctor Strange sequel and a WandaVision tie-in and a Loki tie-in. And an and introduction way, of new characters. Yeah, and, and a way to like jump off into this place or that place. And I wonder if it's... I mean, this is all speculation. I wonder at some point Derrickson said, I didn't sign up to make, you know on-ramps and off-ramps for eight different projects. I signed up to make a Doctor Strange movie. Or what ha- I mean, someone could be absolutely killing it in WandaVision. What happens is Catherine Hans just knocking it out of the park. Like, well, wait a yeah. second. Let's let's give her a movie. But you wouldn't yank the one that you're established. Right. You know. Now, did I see that they're casting villains now for Doctor they Strange? Are, they are casting two villains, an African-American male and a female... Um, what's the info? Uh, female villain role, 30s to 40s, female, open ethnicity, male villain role, 30s to 40s, male, black. And that is the casting grid that these agents are getting. So try try casting something off of those descriptions. Well, particularly because now they're like race swapping and gender swapping so many characters anyway. So, yeah, at least two villains. And, I mean, these could be like Caecilius's henchmen or something right or whatever they were called it's peculiar i mean derrickson's still on the casting grids and he is still executive producing yes he is still on it whatever that means at this point his work's probably mostly done by now right yeah i mean they probably contractually he probably still has that credit no matter what how does so for directors how does pay work like actors actors get paid weekly right maybe well on a movie on a movie i mean there's wga rates but there's also i mean on a movie on tv they get paid weekly on a movie it's more of a contractual you get paid this much with like the first draft and this much for each rewrite gotcha um if you've done this much of it because the big thing on movies there's actually the uh guild has rules for whose name goes on the poster Mm mm-hmm like at what point in the process they switch writers does that writer's name go on the poster right um and there's actually like major disputes for it and they'll like send drafts to the guild you know i wrote this draft of the movie and this is the movie that was made i think they made the movie i wrote i should be getting that writing credit um there's all kinds of really interesting rules it's like a fascinating world um and I think there's only two writing slots, if I'm right. So yeah, but those slots can be held by a team. Yes. So we could have eight people if you had two teams of four. But like, or maybe there's a limit to the number. I no, don't know, but- no, there can be teams of two. Only two. And okay. teams are designated by an ampersand. So if you see a sign that says written by Adam and Caleb, and it has an ampersand between their names, that means that's a writing team. Right. I, I might have this backwards. But if there's, you know, written by Adam, the word and Caleb, yeah. it would mean these two people separately wrote enough to get featured on the poster. 
in the process of making a movie, I mean, when it comes to some movies, you they might go through drafts. They might like have bought a script from somebody on the blacklist and then they might have given it to somebody else to do a rewrite and then they didn't like that rewrite. So they handed it to somebody else. They might go through four or five writers and then that's when, you know, who gets the credit is right, what the right. WGA looks like, looks at. But there's also the story by credit, which is different. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so I, I just find this disappointing. I think that we had gotten used to some stability in the MCU. It's not necessarily bad. I think, you know, I loved Ant-Man and, uh, you know, in that movie, you can tell that there's Edgar Wright pieces and not Edgar Wright pieces, and it's not always the smoothest, but I think they could still get a good product. It's just, you know, for, for me, I'm just sad for Derrickson because I think he's a good guy. So It makes me uneasy because uh, Feige has a lot on his plate. There's a lot of new stuff at Marvel Studios. There's a lot going on. And mm-hmm. are they struggling with it? I just want to put this out in the universe right now, and hopefully it uh, comes to fruition sometime. That you're open to direct Doctor yeah. Strange. Oh, yeah, that that too. Yeah, sure. Call me out. I don't know. Doctor Strange, maybe. That would um, be, be a hard one to start with. Derrickson directed Doctor Fate. I love Doctor Fate for DC. Um, but Derrickson doesn't really come across as the guy that's super in tuned with comics like James Gunn at that point. Mm. Um but I mean, Doctor Fate would be awesome. Swamp Thing would be awesome. This is just assuming he he flips sides and has some time before his next horror movie. But yeah, he's a good dude. It's just kind of a kind of a bummer. I can't believe Marvel messed it up with Edgar Wright, man. That's that's a that's another story. But I would love to see Edgar Wright back. Yeah, but I don't think Edgar Wright had any interest in the interconnected universe thing. Right. All right. Uh, next bit of news. Uh, ABC had their Critics Association panel or whatever yesterday. And, yeah, TCA. And they said that they're in talks with Kevin Feige about a Marvel show. Adam and I have already fought about this on Twitter. So. Oh, this is going to be the main topic? This I is, missed you guys fighting really on. Oh my gosh, oh, I missed the fight. I've been geez. working. Yeah, so... uh Rhiannon, let's get your take. Since you have not been swayed by either of us, clearly, what was your thoughts on hearing this announcement? Okay, so maybe I did see it, like, not the announcement, but some sort of Twitter interaction, but I didn't see a fight. My first thought was, oh, same news, different person in charge of Marvel TV. Aha! (laughs) You know, like, okay. Uh, Oh, oh, I, I probably... I saw it from the Save Daredevil folks because it is nice to know that there's some stuff off of Disney Plus. And that was like part of my initial reaction is like, ooh, 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 maybe more mature, maybe more long form coming. I mean, I'm just really excited about some Marvel television. You guys, I have binged so much Disney Plus. I feel like I have turned 12 years old. (laughs) <laughs> because of it and not in a good way 12 was not a good year but I, I i i was just kind of i don't know i was kind of excited to see the same old news cycle all over again <laughs> i like this news cycle and i like some of the stuff that it's been rumored would come to disney uh, to to abc even though some of it is now going to disney plus but i mean we've seen stuff move around we've seen changes 
that whole Disney Plus lineup came out before Feige was in charge of Marvel TV. So things could change. Things could be exciting. Give me my like She-Hulk on ABC. I still like that idea. What so, do you think? Yeah. What was the fight? What was the fight, guys? I think Caleb thinks television is is a well, it is a dying format. But I, I so here's there's always going to be TV. There's always going to be people watching TV, and somewhere within the bowels of Marvel Studios, on the Disney lot on Burbank, there is a story they've wanted to tell that they didn't want to waste a release date on, or a story that maybe doesn't fit in with disney plus and that would be perfect for for an abc whether it be like an agents of shield spinoff or or an agents of sword or damage control or virtually anything else that they don't want to maybe um have to pay benedict cumberbatch to star in or robert downey or chris evans or anthony mackie or sebastian stan or scar joe or anyone else um oh my god revive damage control give me damage control right there is someone there that has a story idea that would enrich and 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 embiggen the the marvel cinematic universe that would fit on abc with with the budgets and there is i would be nervous if um you know it would be the same old stuff we've heard before if we didn't get the recent changes right because, I mean, we're dealing with a completely new leadership now and, and a completely new studio. Have we heard that Jeff Loeb is absolutely, definitely not there anymore? Or is this just his, like, ghost of Loeb? Like, ha, 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 F you, Feige. I'm going to do one more news cycle. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's staying out through a transition, right? Whenever that transition takes place. Well, and they used Feige's name. Oh, they did. Okay. Right. That they have spoken oh, that's right. about. Okay. I think the thing that's weird, though, if you read that carefully, there is nothing about Feige speaking to them at all. We've talked to Feige, and he doesn't have anything right now, but somewhere down the road. You think they've talked well, to Feige? He didn't, he, they said that he was focusing on Disney Plus right now, which is accurate, because they have, what, seven shows in the works? Eight shows? Yeah, when are they going to not have seven shows? Get this first batch out of the way. That's the thing. They they spent how much money on Hulu, right? They're not going to deprive. I mean, maybe maybe there are animated shows that ABC's talking to them about, or Saturday like Saturday morning cartoons or something. I don't yeah, know. But you could do like a damage control and have it can be. I mean, Caleb, if you want to talk about TV being dead, what about stuff like The Good Place? Right. Like that was a hit. That was a cult hit. That was. Like, people love it, watch it every week, people that don't watch network TV. Well, and if we're, all I'm saying is if what you mean by a Feige-directed Marvel show is something that's completely tangential to the main line, that requires no budget, that maybe is going to be animated instead of live action, I mean, okay, but that's just the same crap that we had with Marvel TV. Like... When you throw around Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios, you act like you're getting a piece of the big MCU machine. And you guys have immediately backtracked into options that aren't really part of the MCU. Well, so okay. let's say, let's, what about Agents of Sword? I mean, they could get Randall Park for an ABC show. 
Well, so and I'm I don't... not talking a huge A-list headliner, but Randall Park. I mean, what what's Kat Dennings doing? I think she has a Hulu show. Um, the connectedness of this isn't that important to me. I mean, it, I think that was kind of um, part of my excitement about it was the thought that Feige's thinking more out of the box. He's not trying to make everything this perfect connected world. I mean, no, they cannot do. I mean, I for all of the reasons that they've listed for the past five years that they can, can't connect Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to the movies or the movies to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they wouldn't be able to connect a new series that comes out on a week-to-week basis that has any length of episodes. So it would have to be tangentially related and i'm okay with that and just because feige's at the helm i mean feige's working on a star wars movie and it's not going to connect to the marvel universe no matter well i mean yeah and our, our patreon podcast but i i'm okay with it only being tangentially related so i i think the the biggest thing here is where we're worried about quality of the shows right caleb isn't that your biggest worry is it the quality uh, or, or the well, connectedness my question is will kevin feige want to spend his time on something that has low and too low of a budget and too little of connection to the mcu or will he see that as diluting their brand and i i just can't see him going back to a world that feels like and acts like what we've had before I mean, to an extent, I'm not sure he has the choice, right? I mean, he is Marvel Entertainment. I mean, if someone higher up's going to want something on ABC, I mean, ABC's still a Disney asset. They're not going. They, I don't know how they would rob their biggest franchise or keep their biggest franchise away from that. Because just because. So I, I've heard that. I don't know why Marvel's special that way, though. Star Wars has never sniffed doing anything on ABC or Hulu. Pixar has never sniffed doing anything on ABC or Hulu. I don't hear them pushing National Geographic specials on those channels. Like, ABC, Disney has a lot of assets other than Marvel that they have no interest in forcing into a Hulu or ABC show. Why Star Wars have an adult-oriented? Do they have, like, the Max stories or... I mean, in the extended Star Wars universe, do you have stuff that you'd be like, okay, this couldn't be on a kid-friendly market? Star Wars has always been more kid-focused than than even Marvel has been. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, Marvel has had comics that are the max line. They've had these these other oriented things. Pixar definitely hasn't had an adult-oriented line. National Geographic gets a little racy sometimes, but... National Geographic already has a channel on cable TV. It, yeah, it, I just, Marvel has this potential to go in the other directions that those other ones do not. I guess, but like we see with Mandalorian, it's a relatively adult show. I mean, right now, and so, well, a lot of people are not going to watch it with their little kids. Okay, cutting people in half, and you know. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of points so I'm like, wow, I can't believe they put it in there. And then like the, the next shot was that person still alive or something. What was the big one that really stood out? I can't remember. Something I mean, in the jail, maybe. But Guardians of the Galaxy had a whole series of like penis jokes. 
Right. I I guess what I'm saying is if AB if if Marvel uh there's so many companies. If Disney if the logic is that Disney is so concerned about ABC and Hulu that they're going to want to make sure to feed them content from their major uh you know appendages of their organization we would have at some point heard about a Hulu like animated Star Wars show or you know a live action ABC Star Wars show. like and it's just never eventuated because they just don't think that's a play they're also tiny compared to the the, the Marvel stuff and they don't have Feige I mean on, the, the, on the film front on the TV front on the uh, what do you want to call it text collateral front i guess comics and novelizations and stuff uh and the I, other part man shields shields got a the ratings don't say it but i mean we've seen the shield fan base how bonkers <laughs> you know some of them could be i mean it's more of uh the word you were looking for was devoted devoted yes bonkers probably was the wrong word i'm sorry you guys aren't bonkers uh I mean, that's been on there for the better part of a decade, right? I, I I had to have a little giggle at the idea of Feige. Like, everybody's so excited about Feige taking over everything and, him, you know, really now having a chance to look at the television portfolio and everything that was in the works, you know, and try to figure out what it's going to be under him. And then realizing he's still got all the same restraints that Jeff Loeb did and being like, crap. There actually is this directive that we must have something on ABC. You know, I mean, like, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. But I think it's funny that Feige might have moved into this. And now he's actually having to operate in the world that Jeff Loeb was operating in for the television side. And maybe there's powers even beyond him that are controlling things. Or or that are pushing things that he's going to have to either push back on or pull at. Yeah, maybe ABC, like, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, at work, we've been doing, like, goals and objectives. So maybe some CEO at ABC, they have their 2020 goals and objectives, and it includes Marvel series. And that's what they tout out every year. And, you know, they've reached out to Feige to have that meeting to figure out what their 2020 Marvel series is going to be. And it's not entirely driven by Marvel. So when's the last time that we had a Marvel series debut on ABC? Inhumans three or four years ago. If they couldn't make Jeff Loeb do a show, they're not going to make Kevin Feige do a show. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying maybe it's something that's there and that Feige really isn't involved in that discussion or it's a remainer, you know, it's something that's hanging on in that regard. And Feige either will have to make magic where Jeff couldn't. Or we'll see that the problem wasn't Jeff, that the problem was this bureaucratic nightmare he had to work in. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's totally possible. I just think Feige will not mess with it. When I read these comments, people read it as like, ooh, Feige's working with ABC. I think you can read these comments and a totally plausible way it went down is ABC called over and said, hey, what do you think about doing a Marvel show on ABC? And Feige said, go away and leave, you know, leave me alone. I'll talk to you in 2022. Like, that is completely, I think, a possibility about how this all happened. Sure. And then the other possibility would be that they've actually had 
legitimate talks and have said, you know what, maybe we'll save some characters or properties for ABC. That's also a possibility. I mean, Kevin Feige could do Cloak and Dagger on ABC and it'd be perfect. I mean, those two don't need a movie. You know, I mean, the difference is I, I think, I mean, Marvel television before had the characters, except they had television budgets, right? I mean, there'll still be television budgets, but I don't think, obviously, Feige's going to force in humans to to be on ABC, right? He's going to choose the characters that make the most sense with the budgets, whereas Loeb really didn't have that luxury. He had the characters who he was dealt and had to make whatever out of that and yeah, but who's the character you want on that budget level? Cloak and Dagger would be fine. Runaways would be fine. No, I do not want another season of Runaways where Old Lace gets locked in a closet every time they go out to do anything. Okay, I mean, so... Your, your Netflix-type shows. The ones that ended up on Netflix. Every Netflix show. The, yeah. yeah like they could Iron Fist, who can't light up his fist because they don't have the VFX budget for it. But it or wasn't a VFX budget. It was a Netflix mm, direction. Right. The the there's dragons. Right. We've you know I've I've texted Adam every time I see one on plenty of low budget shows. That was a Netflix. Netflix came in. They did not want Kunlun. They did not want the mysticism. They did not want a dragon. That was a creative direction given to them by Netflix. All right. We'll see. Well, I mean, what about look at Agents of Shield? That VFX is decent, right? Yeah, what's yeah. what's the biggest? I mean, even Ghost Rider made sense. It's fine. I just think that it's not Kevin Feige standard. That's all. Well, and and that's what he's not making movies. He's not working with three hundred million dollar budgets. I mean, there's um, also been Marvel movies with very questionable effects as well. Right. I guess I'm saying if he's got a character and he has an idea. And his option is, I can go to ABC and make it for $1.5 million an episode, or I can save it for Disney Plus's slate down the road and make it for $10 million an episode. Why wouldn't he make the $10 million version? Because the $10 million version needs to be suitable for PG-13 audiences. because, Or maybe it's a more risky PG-13 because it doesn't fit the tone of Disney Plus. Because it would work as a long-form serial. Uh, there's reasons. Because yeah. he still does answer to a large corporation that may tell him he needs to. Yeah. If they're making Moon Knight on Disney+, Plus, it seems to suggest to me he doesn't have a lot of hunger for the adult-type stuff. Because if there's any property... Yeah, that does not seem appropriate for Disney Plus to me. It's it's Moon Knight. Yeah, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm not entirely. I mean, they could bomb on this. I mean, I, I'm very much more hopeful after Mandalorian. I mean, at least it stuck the landing. If it didn't stick the landing, I would have been concerned. Um, well, but also, I mean, the Moon Knight announcement on Disney Plus was before Feige had purview over the rest of Marvel TV. So maybe him having all of it might cause some of those shifts. Shift it around. Make it interesting. Well, we'll see. I I think at the very least, I think it's going to happen really slowly because I think he is really busy with Disney+. Plus. So when people saw this news and got really excited yesterday, it's like you're at least two or three years away from this. So, right. 
I I mean, I think things could move very quickly. I think he could even be... I mean, other than the fact that they really want content for Disney Plus right now because it's lacking. But I feel like by the time they get to, like, Moon Knight they or She-Hulk, they could be in development. Yeah, they could be looking at those first scripts and he could be like, this would be better on ABC, you know, like in a more, in a different environment. Why don't we use the, why don't we see if we can put this on ABC instead of Disney Plus to, you know, meet this metric that we're trying to meet or something. I feel like they would have the power. I feel like ABC at the last minute would make room for anything Feige wanted to throw in there if they had something in development and wanted to switch it around. All right. The uh, other bit of news this week is Christian Bale is in talks to be in Thor Love and Thunder. Do you guys have any thoughts on Christian Bale? There's already been lots of debate about if he'll be Beta Ray Bill or if he'll be a Roxxon exec or whatever. Adding Roxxon back into the fray would... Uh... That would be interesting for the continuity people. Um, I, I want to say it's only going to be a one-off shot, but, I mean, we've seen before they can get some pretty big names um, to do multiple deals and renew multiple renew movies and and things like that. Um, I, I mean, uh, the Roxxon guy, Dario Ager, is that how you say it? Dario Dario? Um, I mean, he makes the most sense. Um, I mean, they look the part, and that would be a nice one-off thing. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he would be the person to do a CGI-type thing. Um, but maybe he would. And if that's the case, um, and it's better, Ray Bill, I really hope that's not a, a one-movie-type thing. I don't have strong feelings about Christian Bale in any way, which is weird because he's hot. I'm interested to see how he fits in with Disney. It seems like Disney has created an environment on their sets that's kind of collegial. And, you know, maybe some of that's produced a bit. But, like, you see the way the Endgame cast all hung out and had a good time and were dancing around during their shots when there was 20 of them together or whatever. The sense I get is Christian Bale is a really terrible person to work with. Okay, that's that was actually my first thought but I wasn't sure I was remembering correctly. Oh yeah. There's videos of him on different sets, just totally losing his crap on people. Yeah. Why would you want that? Why would you reach out for that? His face isn't that pretty. There's lots of pretty faces. Yeah. It it seems like, I don't know to me, it would be kind of like Jared Leto coming into the MCU. Like let him go over there to Sony and be a diva over there. And maybe that's all overblown. I don't know, but He's just kind of notorious for having kind of a bad boy attitude. So, All right, we're going to play a game called While We Were Away. I'm going to give you a news story that happened while we're away. And these are all older stories, but we didn't talk about it. So I'll ask you for one sentence about each. Does that make sense? Uh, Spider-Man is likely to appear in Venom 2. One sentence. Okay, Sonny, get your, Sony, get your money's worth. I didn't think it was likely. I thought it was in talks. Yeah. Well, depends on who you ask. Yes. I can't say anymore because that was one sentence. <laughs> that was a okay. sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would be, uh, I don't care as long as it's Spidey and Venom and not Venom and Spidey. Okay. All right. Uh, WandaVision is coming in 2020. If you missed it, we talked about this on our Patreon episode. Uh, we did a special holiday Patreons only podcast. That's available for you now in addition to a couple previous years. So if 
you don't uh, support us on Patreon, that's one of the big benefits, so I'd encourage you to try that. But anyway, WandaVision 2020. They moved WandaVision up so they could jam-pack a lot more shows in 2021. Did Disney really not realize that they needed content in 2020? It can't come fast enough, so I'm excited. Woo! Uh, the idea that Doomstat might be a location in WandaVision. That's not new. Wait, where'd you get? It's not from the uh, one fake account that blocked us all, or blocked me at least. Oh, okay. One that was one really, really long sentence, Adam. But since you like never actually completed a sentence, it works. Right. Yeah, it's not true because it comes from a crazy Russian bot. Ignore it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a weird. We could have like a whole separate conversation on that case that is yeah that is kind of concerning there's clearly someone trying to foment dissension in american society and they're using our nerddom against us this i mean fandom so obnoxious without russian bots man come on give us a break i heard a theory the other day that the last jedi backlash was all russian bots I was about to say, I've seen that, that the Jedi backlash, that it wasn't a theory, that they somehow, like, proved, like, they did a, whatever they do, to, like, weed out the bots and all that, and they found that that was one, I mean, because they know the Russians had certain propaganda pieces that they were pushing, and they, because, like, um, politically, they've proven that the Russians, they they were creating divisiveness by sending out bots on all the extremes, and that that was one of the other extremes that they sent out bots to do. Yeah, just taking our Star Wars from us. Make people hate Star Wars. Who shared this conspiracy? Was it like a Ryan Johnson piece? Like, did he tweet it or something? No, I heard it from a friend. (laughs) I heard it from the Russians at my office. All right, right, next news story. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani has abs. I would also have abs if I had a billion dollar studio behind me. Probably not, but I would... uh, Maybe. There was a follow-up article on how hard he worked for those abs. I feel like they looked a little uneven. Like, they don't line up the way they're supposed to. Come on. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds told Good Morning America or somebody that Deadpool 3 is going to come from Disney soon. Oops. Woohoo, yay, exciting! Uh, The rights to Namor and Hulk have definitely come back to Marvel from Universal. Is that why we had all the earthquakes in Puerto Rico? Definitely. Who said definitely? Shouldn't you say allegedly? I mean, definitely according to the sources. That was a real waste of a sentence. That wasn't even a sentence. Adam just looked at the camera and like frustration. Ah, Come on, it's not definite. Maybe, probably, sure. Who's the source on this one again? Uh, some guy that was on a podcast that worked for Marvel Studios. Wait, no, was that the oh, one that was on the podcast? Yeah, that was that stuff. Okay. Wait, was that like the whole podcast drama? Yeah. Yes. To quote Mary J. Blige, no mo drama. That is my sentence. Uh, um, I like drama. And finally, uh, <laughs> a scooper is claiming that Marvel is already working on Defender stuff, even though the moratorium we thought wasn't up till the fall. No, 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 no. How many no's is in a sentence? No isn't really a sentence, though. So I don't know. Impossible. Inconceivable. Show me your sources, Mr. Scooper Dude. Right. Let's talk about that. Screw this sentence stuff. It's impossible. It's not happening. Okay. No yeah, way. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's possible. And Netflix has no good reason to help Marvel expedite 
that stuff. I mean, they claim that they didn't have any decrease in or no notable decrease in subscribers with Disney Plus. Do we believe that? Meh. Yeah, I think people make. I don't know. I think people are making too much of Disney Plus in some ways. It's only what four ninety nine, five ninety nine a month. There's a lot of people that spend that on coffee in the morning. Like, I don't think a lot of people are going to quit Netflix to get Disney Plus, and I also don't think a lot of people are going to quit Disney Plus because the Mandalorian's off it. Like. It's just set up on your bill to auto-renew, and it's a small enough amount. Most people are not going to care. I'm the worst when it comes to that stuff. If I it's hadn't prepaid for the three years, I would have I would have dropped it by now. But you prepaid for the three years. But I prepaid for the three years. Brilliant strategy on their part, you know? Yeah. Did yeah, you get the pen or whatever you guys got? Did you guys yeah. get pens? I didn't get a pen. I think we're just founding members now. It's like a status thing. How no, do I know I, you're a founding member? I could say I'm a founding member. Well, the D23 thing, like, my friend has a serious membership to D23 because she, like, goes to D23. And it's got some cool stuff. Yeah, but do you two get that, though? No. Uh, no, I don't pay for the gold package at D23, so. Yeah. Not even sure I like Disney. I'm st- it's still up in the air. I'm going to Orlando in a couple of months. I'll tell you then. As far as topic for today, we've talked quite a bit already. We've talked a um, lot. I, oh, I thought it was going to be about fake scoopers defenders. No, if you didn't, if you're wondering what we're talking about, there was all this drama online about where that came from. And, this, you know, there's scoopers trying to get other scoopers in trouble or trying to get Marvel employees fired. And that whole scene is just a little too high school cafeteria for my liking. But. <laughs> High school cafeteria. If we can circle back, do you guys yeah. think that all of these earthquakes in the Caribbean are Atlantis rising from the ocean? Uh, no. <laughs> it's actual have, that's of practical effects. Have you considered this? Uh, I Wait, have, do you have an inside scoop? Well, like, what's going on? Oh, well, that's I true. Mean, you would know before we would. Right? You guys aren't what? watching the daily reports. The earthquakes in the Caribbean are very extreme. Like, since December 31st, it has been, I mean, in the past 48 hours, there have been, I mean, it's just like a cluster. If you look at the map, it's nothing but little dots uh, between Puerto Rico and I don't know what's just south of Puerto Rico, but it's just like full of category four, not category four, sorry, wrong disaster. Um, whatever earthquakes are measured in four or higher. Um, the uh, Andy Richter scale. Yeah. Andy Richter scale. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, scale, but... there's been a lot. There's been a lot. Why I have really? I didn't guess. I, I need to pay attention to current events more. Dude, I almost flew to Puerto Rico this week. Did you? Is Obama still president? Um, we could just end it with that. We could. <laughs> Caleb just up and left for you guys. Just up and left. I'm trying watch to the video. My computer's not charging. Is it that a ridiculous idea that Namor is coming for real? Yeah. That this is just a Marvel publicity stunt? It could be that Namor is going to just like rise in Puerto Rico. Marvel is about to make a splash with that announcement. Ooh. Scoop. All right, I'm back. Ah, uh, scoops. Okay. Scoopy, well. scoops, scoops. All right, I thought we'd do um, 
end of year 2019, beginning of year 2020 stuff. So what was your favorite Marvel thing of 2019? As a reminder, you got Captain Marvel, Endgame, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Punisher, Jessica Jones, another season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., another season of Runaways. I know several of those things you guys did not watch. Just one of the things. I have zero. Okay, Runaways, I got to get this off my chest. I have had zero desire to watch it. I've started binge watching Letterkenny instead of Runaways. I pulled up Hulu to specifically watch Runaways, and I'm like, well, this Letterkenny looks good. And that's it's a fantastic show, by the way, if you guys want a hearty laugh. Um, favorite thing from 2019? It's got to be Endgame, right? Yeah, it it's hard because I want to like maybe try to do something different. Like I did really love Far From Home, but yeah, it's hard. I mean, Endgame is... Are we just picking... A movie or a TV show or I don't know your favorite thing from MCU last year. Can we just list that time I sat on a couch with Joe Casada and Charlie Cox? That was my yeah. favorite MCU thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I threw a party. Joe Casada and Charlie Cox came. That's all I can remember. On a rooftop in Hell's Kitchen. On a rooftop in Hell's Kitchen. While just to sum that all up in one sentence for those in the back. I threw a party on a rooftop in Hell's Kitchen. Joe Casada, and then Charlie Cox showed up, and then Maurice Johnson and uh, Susan, oh, that plays Josie, um, and like a whole bunch of fans, and it was awesome. Did you see Joe Casada has a Disney Plus show coming? Yeah, that's been in the works for a long time. I just saw footage from it on some Twitter thing recently, so. Somewhere he was talking about the, um, like a few years ago at New York Comic Con on Cup of Joe, for the first time he had a guest on the Cup of Joe panel. And that's when he had Charlie Cox there. It was like a surprise guest that came in. That was actually him trying out, like trying to prove to Disney that he could do interviews and, and have this particular interview format and stuff that he was going to use for the TV show. Okay. Wait, it's just his show? it's him going and doing stuff yeah with people the clip i saw was like him doing yoga with an actor or something yeah oh i didn't know that. i saw what i saw a show what's the one cb sabolsky's gonna be in then i saw a trailer with cb and i'm like what's this uh, i mean they have that hero project where they take kids and they make them heroes was it part Which, of that by the way it's fantastic it might have been that has I... cb been on that yet no I don't think so. I I haven't. I can't watch it. It's just I need a bit more depth. Uh, I don't know, man. It makes me cry every time. Like it's actually like real kids dealing with real issues, you know. Oh, it feels so manufactured to me. Uh, most of the kids are people that have become national news stories for like the ways they've helped people with disabilities, yeah. or the way they've dealt with racist racism issues or whatever. We're also kidless, so kids are kind of meh. Yeah. That's how you got sick, man. It probably is, yeah. Uh, it's the most Stan Lee thing they could possibly do, though. Like, like Stan Yeah, Lee no, values. I mean, I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. I'm just saying I tried to watch it, and I just very much so manufactured to me. Yeah. But well, I get sick the good old-fashioned way by drinking alcohol all night long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the alcohol might help me in my nose at this point, but anyway. 
So if you if you had to pick something other than Endgame, I mean, Rhiannon picked her party. Uh, I think Far From Home is probably my favorite thing they did last year. I've wanted Mysterio for a very long time. And I thought they really nailed it. Like, they did it in a way that made sense, that fit the character's identity, and made him, like, menacing, but also goofy. Like, I enjoyed Far From Home very much. I did, too. I also very much enjoyed Jessica Jones Season 3. I know a lot of fans didn't make it there because Season 2 was so bad. But I felt like Season 3 sort of, um, I don't know, sort of made up for some of those wrongs. And I enjoyed I, I, if you had me, like, if you quizzed me on why I enjoyed it so much right now, I couldn't entirely tell you. But my long-term memory of it is, ooh, I really enjoyed that season. I'd probably yeah. rewatch it. I felt like the villain who was Fool Killer, but they legally can't call him Fool Killer for whatever reason, was pretty compelling. Like, he was actually a frightening person. Yeah, and I really loved Eric Gelden, the migraine boyfriend. Yeah. 2019 was the year of headaches. Because you had that guy, and then you had Headache Man on Cloak and Dagger. Oh, I forgot to mention Cloak and Dagger. It was all right. Uh, what would be your low point then for last year? Yes, it's so bad. <laughs> I can't even explain how much I hate that that season. Well, if you're wondering why we're not talking about it, it's because Adam and Rhiannon haven't watched it. But I may do a YouTube video soon. It'll just be 15 minutes of me yelling at my phone about how much I hate Runaways 3. For um, things I actually watched, it would probably be S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. It was very tangentially Marvel. Yeah. Cloak and Dagger 2 was good. Punisher was... Yeah, Punisher's down there, too. Punisher was... On the bottom of the list. You know, like... Yeah, it was... I I totally forgot that was 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the end of the Netflix MCU was 2019. Right. I liked the first, like, two episodes of Punisher, and then it totally changed. I enjoyed everything up until the helicopter land and what's-her-face got off of it. Is that in the first episode? Yeah, that was, like, third. Yeah, like, the shootout at the small-town sheriff office. I thought that was awesome. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the motel... Yeah, if they kept it in like the westerny type stuff, yeah. it would have been awesome. It would have been if, great. If it had been all Pete Castiglione in yeah. Michigan, it would have been a wonderful series. The, the, parts, the of parts of the Punisher, of the Punisher that, that looked, looked like, like Mandalorian, Mandalorian were the good parts, the good parts. right? Right? Like, like right. had the same had vibe, the same as, vibe Mandalorian. as Mandalorian. That whole western thing. Going back to the, the Mandalorian, city. never got laid. Ah, uh, that you know of. of. That I know of. Yes. It's all off camera. You know, it's all innuendo in the Disney Plus universe. I mean, <laughs> he could take off everything but his helmet, right? Right, right. No living being can see his face. Right. Yeah. But, so. uh, yeah. I mean, so, so I'll say second half of Punisher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so, what's just so bizarre. That's what I didn't like about the Netflix Marvel stuff. I've gotten screeners from Netflix since and their full seasons. Right. And then Evidently, they, that was up to the showrunners, which is so bizarre because I would have, I would have liked Jessica Jones a lot more if they gave us the whole season. Yeah. I think and the showrunners that, halfway through and it was just like, this is very bad, but that supposedly is a decision of the showrunner. Right. To be fair, Adam, most people are not judging the show based on the screeners. That's just 
the media elite like yourself. Well, that people are deciding the whether they watch elite. or not based on the media buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, media outlets are choosing to cover a show or not based on what they think. You know how many comments I've seen that says, oh, shut up, critic. I don't like critics. I don't listen to critics anyways. Really? Yeah, there's a certain irony to that, isn't there? Yeah. All right. What in 2020 are you most excited about right now? Probably Mm -hmm. WandaVision. Oh, Eternals comes out this year, right? Yep. All right, so this year we get Black Widow, Eternals, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier WandaVision, WandaVision, the final Shield, season of final, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Hellstrom. Oh, Hellstrom! Hell yeah, I'm excited for Hellstrom. <laughs> I feel like that's fallen that's off so the, like, the earth. You like, still think it'll happen? And they haven't started filming since holiday break, so maybe not. Um, I would say of all of it, Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably what I'm looking forward to most. Oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, really? I like my TV shows. I I love their little bromance vibe. And, yeah. I didn't mention, but Set Photo suggests that Madripoor is going to be a location in that show, which I think is very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell I got both of you really pumped up. Awesome. Wolverine. Did you sneeze? Uh, what was that talent? What was that? I don't know. Madripoor. Oh, Madripoor is like a fictional island, I think, in the South Pacific, and it's like a crime mafia-run town that's like a sleazy gangster underworld place. Place it's where Wolverine goes to kill a bunch of people. Yeah, there's a lot of Wolverine stories, but there's other stories with it. It's mostly an X-Men property, so there's questions on if. It's something that came over in the Fox deal, but um, it's just kind of the place you go to find assassins and supervillains and everybody else drinking at like James Bond style casinos. Okay. I like it. I like it. So it's pretty much Las Vegas. Yeah. Give me the two of them hating each other, but also getting drunk on a uh, island full of, of, of villainous type people and yeah. yeah spinning off of that there was set photos and subsequent reports that they're apparently working with zemo for part of this potentially yeah i saw that so there's that yeah man it's just it's all leading up to thunderbolts i guess also i forgot to mention it looks like new warriors new War- new mutants is actually going to come to theaters. That was a good trailer, too. We didn't talk about that. I liked it a lot. It's almost like Disney wants to put one final nail in the Fox coffin and be like, we have restored the original version of this film that Fox executives said no to to prove how stupid Fox executives are. Right. Mm. Well, and I... It was funny because, like, I got that notification on instagram that like new mutants coming tomorrow and it was this person i was like i don't even remember why i'm following this person but evidently they made new mutants so but it turns it's the guy that's making the stand josh boone yeah he's the director yeah and the story is that fox basically kicked him out a la josh trank and now disney has invited him back to finish it out yeah, Isn't it weird it, hiring directors and you don't let them direct. Just seems absurd. 
Well, maybe that's why Scott Derrickson left. Who knows? I think that does it. Um, uh, other thing I wanted to mention that is not Marvel. Did you guys see the Lock and Key trailer for Netflix? Oh, Adam, really? I did not care for that at all. I didn't oh, see I it. Lock and Key so much. Have you read the comics at all? Have. Oh, what didn't you like about it then? I don't know. It just didn't look. It didn't capture my interest. Oh. Attention. It, it's very vanilla y, I guess. I don't know why, but I saw myself comparing it to New Mutants. Um, I did like the New Mutants one far better. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't care for Lock and Key. Okay. Well, that was another thing I'm excited about this year. We'll see how it goes. But All right, guys. Uh, we've recorded for about an hour, and um, I think that. My body is about ready to go to sleep. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we're back to a normal schedule. We should be coming out every week. We have news coming. We got content coming. So thanks for sticking with us and we'll see you later.